Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. I'm your host, Sherry Lee Myers, recording from crazy beautiful New Orleans. Because we at Sheridan Film Company believe angels are everywhere, we bring you dialogue with angel communicators from all over the world, sharing their profound insights and tools for connecting with angels. And so we deeply hope the following talk will inspire you to connect to your angels. Author Patricia Zurman believes that nobody has to suffer. In her new book, 12 Guaranteed Ways to Stay Free, Patricia explains what we do to ourselves and how to stop it. It is written with a sense of humor, filled with lighthearted illustrations, and it's easy to understand. 12 Guaranteed Ways to Stay Free offers realistic, quick solutions to emotional issues. If you are willing to risk and begin the journey. There is a solution. You know there is a solution to any problem you have if you stick beside what these sharings are there to support you in uh, getting through. And as I kept doing this, my sister was murdered, unfortunately, at a very young age. And that, that dug it in very deep. And I didn't stop. I just kept living it and living it. And then um, situations came to go to graduate school. So I went to graduate school and, and got the piece of paper that said I could do this because I was always helping people. I was yeah. always supporting people. I don't like the word help. I was supporting people. I was, I seemed to have a knack to help people see things differently, to be able to change the way where they were looking at it and, and see what it was there to help them grow through as opposed to become a victim or feel helpless or uh, that there was no solution. And the book itself, 12 Guaranteed Ways to Be Free on the back cover, says finally a solution, exclamation point, because this is a solution. It's, it's not talk. It's not verbiage. It's not salesmanship. I like to share because I've lived it to the bottom of my toes and it's not a joke it's real it's simple it doesn't take a long time it takes your dedication mm -hmm. to love yourself and be willing to find out where are you not taking care of you each one of the steps the 12 steps touches upon an area where we don't take care of ourselves the book is in two parts it's about a detective who takes his dog and they go to a, a pun on society place called misery Mm -hmm. And there's rules and regulations of what you have to do to live in misery. And then the second part of the book, he realizes he, he's lived through so much and he's applied what he learned in, through his life. And he takes and rewrites the rules and regulations for living in misery. The, the rules for entrapment is what they're called. And then mm -hmm. he changes it to the rules to be free. And so the flip side, you have... A wonderful way to see what we do to ourselves it's yeah. comical it's humorous there are lots of illustrations in it there's so much self-help out there so much psychology that I felt people needed a break I like humor I like to laugh I like to make things fun as much fun as we can and I made the first part of it funny so each uh, rule has a picture on the left a graphic and then the, the little talking points of what is what we do to ourselves on the right so it's very explain it's self-explanatory it's easy to read it's easy to digest for any age children can read it and have and middle you know adolescents and 
adults and older people. It, it, it covers all bases. And I wanted to do this. It's got big print in it, so it's an easy read. And I also, this is what it looks like. Oh. And you can see this is the piece that comes. You can see in the picture. This mm -hmm. is the piece. That's why I use this picture from Maui, Hawaii. Yes. Because this is how you feel what the, on the outside for you when you do this work. And I, I, I put my heart and soul into it because I've lived everything that I teach uh. over and over. And it's a nonstop. It's not like you get to go home, you know, you won the prize. It's something you will do for the rest of your life. You do it. At least you know there's an answer. When anything comes up against you, there's an answer. Uh. And it's as simple as following what's in here and, and doing some self-investigation and self-dedication and your life can be a hundred percent different. It's very provable. Everything I offer is a hundred percent provable. It's invisible and you have to do the work. Yes. hundred percent provable. Patricia, can you take us through the 12 steps to guarantee our freedom? Can you? Most definitely. Thank step, you. Step number one is learning to be selfish with a capital S. Selfish with a capital S means saying yes when you mean yes, no when you mean no, never going against your tummy, never going against your intuition as mm -hmm. best you possibly can. It doesn't mean we don't fall in the pothole once in a while. If you cannot do things on the outside, make sure you do it at least on the inside. This is not something you have to scare yourself with or jump into a... a an expression or working through a situation, if you're not prepared, you can always, always, always do work internally. You mm -hmm. can talk to yourself, you can admit how you feel, admit what's not okay, and learn to acknowledge who you are in the inside. The first thing I share with everybody is learn to do it a U-turn, a U-turn, a U-turn. How am I feeling? How am I feeling? How am I feeling? Ask yourself every hour, then you do a U-turn and go inside. What is this bringing up for me? Where has this happened before? Because generally it's going to be something that's trying to get your attention in an exaggerated version. So you will go inside and heal whatever is still lingering in there. And it can be from childhood. It can be from adolescence. It can be from two months ago. Situations are going to constantly come at you to get you to clean house. You're not here to have this distorted energy stuffed inside you're here to clean it to look at it admit it own it and let it go and the way you do that is learn to feel it learn to acknowledge it learn to tell your truth about it and ideally if you can express it to others and take care of you as on the outside as much as possible you are the most important thing you have you are all you will ever have when you take care of you, the irony is, the paradox is, the world takes care of you. Most people, when you get up every morning, whatever's going on in here shows up out there. You want to change out there, you have to change in here. I must become that which I seek. That's from Confucius from 2,000 years ago. I must change it in here if I want to change it out there. And this is provable. You can't do it because you want different results out there as far as getting needy, greedy, uh, mm -hmm. manipulation, lying, mm -hmm. whatever. You have to go, you have to be truthful in here. When you are at truth in here, it will show up out there.
Step two is stop avoiding and pretending. Act. Whenever you avoid and pretend, you escalate whatever issues you don't want to deal with. Why is that? If you think of the scale of justice, whatever I focus on expands. Whatever I resist persists. Whatever I run from, I feed. Whatever I fight, I feed. So in your pretending it doesn't exist, in your avoidance of it, you are actually building it because you're putting more energy behind the scenes on the avoidance and the pretending than you are on actually just facing it and dealing with it. And the, the, the more you resist something, the more you give it power, the more you escalate, build, uh, uh, create more fear and more fear and more fear because you won't deal with it and, and take the power back from it that you've given it. And you can do this in your head. You can sit in the privacy of your home or maybe with a therapist and you can work through situations or a good friend even and, and, or, and walk through what the, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen. And if that happened, how does it feel if that's going to happen? And if, if that happens, then what am I going to do with it? And then take that and take, make that, take it from the worst case scenario to maybe a middle ground. What is something middle ground that could happen? Mm -hmm. and, if, and what's the fantasy? What's the best thing that could happen? And, and open your mind to other avenues other than what you're focusing on as an absolute. Focus on the expansive awareness that it doesn't have to be this it's not written in stone everything's flexible everything's flexible everything comes and goes comes and goes comes and goes think of the thing that you were terrified of yesterday or that you avoided three months ago or that you avoided five years ago is it here anymore no because no. everything comes and goes there's an ebb and flow like clouds in this world we are the background and as the background we have to learn that there may be storms there may be sunny days there may be windy days the key is everything changes, everything changes, everything fluctuates, and it's not going to something stay longer than others. Everything comes and goes. Step three is walk into your fear, deal with your fear, feel the fear. Mm -hmm. And it's fear has been turned into false expectations appearing real. The more I have a false expectation and build on that, similar to avoiding and pretending, the bigger the, the scenario becomes, the more power it has, the more uh, energy it has to frighten me, to threaten me, to uh, overpower me. Mm -hmm. And when you will, are willing to face your fears, to walk into them, to, and again, you can do this in the privacy of your head. You can sit down, you can walk it through, you can talk to somebody, you can slap them, you can, uh, whatever you need to do to, to get this energy where you are in charge of it instead of it being in charge of you. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds really easy for me to give little blurps on how to do this very quickly, and it does work. You have to be willing to try it. I tell people all the time, try it before you deny it. Mm -hmm. Try the things in this book, try the things that are suggested before you deny them and and find ways to look into what threatens you and controls your life because that's what it does it controls your life it takes your peace and when you it, it, another analogy is if somebody knocked you over the head and you had amnesia you wouldn't have any fear 
Why? Because it's not there anymore. So if you can understand that thoughts are ghosts, they, they hang around, they're shadows in our head, and we keep giving them power, giving them power, like a child who's afraid of a, a, a boogeyman in their room, and you have to go turn the lights and show under the bed. We have to turn the light on in our heads and in our hearts to see that the, the fear is, is a thought. It's not a reality. Step number four is lie to yourself and others. If it's just stopping the lying and learning to tell the truth. I see. Liars lose. That's the chapter title. Liars lose. Why do they lose? If you don't love yourself and other people enough to tell the truth, then you don't have genuine relationships. Mm-hmm. Honesty is the first step toward freedom. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to, to love yourself enough to be honest. Now, I do not advocate truth by clumping somebody over the head I do not advocate truth by being mean or nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody asked you, uh, what do you think of my outfit? Which women tend to do a lot. Or what do you think of my hair? Or guys may do that as well. You can look at them and say, you know what? What I think really is not important. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. You can always turn it back on them because you're being put in a situation. It's really unfair anyway, if you don't want to answer it. If you want to answer, by all means. If you don't, then... Give it back to them and gently and lovingly say, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? You bought it. You are wearing it. You had your hair done. How do you feel? You can be very loving and still be truthful because whenever you do not tell the truth, subconsciously, you believe other people live like you do. And if you want to live safely in this world and feel trust trusting how many people do you know that say i don't trust people i don't this it's because somehow someway you're not telling the truth inside here you're not honoring yourself you're not honoring your own truth you're sucking up and putting up and shutting up and becoming a martyr and selfishness with a capital s which was in chapter one is about and it goes hand in hand with every chapter you have to learn to love you first and how do you do that you believe you're important enough and you live it to tell the truth, to be honest, to not have to twist and turn and manipulate or lie because you don't like it when people lie to you. They don't like it when you, you lie to them. And everybody knows on some level when the truth is not being told. Everybody knows. You feel it energetically. That's why children, people love children because they tell the truth. They tell it as it is. And people laugh and chuckle. They always feel safe with children because kids say it as it is step five is defy defensiveness and stop reacting it's learning that every time i become defensive i believe whatever's being said is true Mm -hmm. how does that how do i know that how do you come to that if somebody said anything that bothers you makes you feel uncomfortable, hurts your feelings in another language that you didn't understand. It wouldn't bother you in the least. If anybody said something that is not true for you, you wouldn't react. If they called you a coffee cup, they called you a zebra, (laughs) if they called you a rock, you wouldn't react. So if you find yourself reacting in any shape or form, it's a gift. This situation has come to you to show you where you have work to do. Everything that irritates you, hurts your feelings, Uh, makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you feel rejected, makes you feel angry, irritated. They're all gifts to help you 
do that U-turn, go inside and say, why do I care? Why do I care? If you are happy somebody just gave you something of your heart's desire, that particular day, very little is going to affect you mm-hmm. because you're living in a space of self-acceptance, self-love, self-appreciation, self-confidence, self-worth. When you're feeling out of kilter or you've got a wound somewhere, like mm-hmm. a sunburn maybe, that's when you can be poked. That's when you can be prodded. That's when you can be triggered. Those triggers, if you are wise, and I have in the back of the book uh, thank an article about learning to say thank you for everything that trips your trigger and why. It's very short. Mm-hmm. And you start learning to say thank you or having gratitude for everything that drives you crazy because it's there for your release. Step six is resist rationalizing and analyzing and stuffing. What a lot of us do, especially in this day and age with all the techno toys and the distractors of us with ourselves and us in our engagement with other people, interactions, people are right now prone to rationalize, analyze, and stuff. They don't feel their feelings. They don't interact with people. They don't engage. They hide out with their toys or earbuds as another one and they don't in, in games and they don't engage with each other they don't participate that's a better word yeah. they don't participate with one another and so whenever you rationalize analyze and stuff you don't feel and when you don't feel you're blocking the natural flow of life you're here to learn you're here to learn to feel your feelings to allow your feelings and to sit in them so that they can dissolve so that they can reform the way they were into something more supportive, self-supporting with a capital S, self-supporting mm-hmm. with that self-love, self-worth, self-regeneration is another good word. Mm-hmm. Where when you, when you rationalize, analyze and stuff, you're not present and you're here to be present in your own life. That's mm-hmm. where so much, so many problems and I've worked with several parents are bringing their children back to me that I worked with before. They're bringing children and these children don't know how to feel. They are not inside. They're not in their bodies. They're, mm-hmm. they're, too, they're either so focused on school they don't live. They're so focused on their friends and the, and the interactions with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatever else is out there. Yep. They, don't, they don't have a life. They don't know. They text instead of talk. So one of, my, one of my buzz phrases is you know, talk, don't text, and and learn to find out who people are, find out who you are. It's a matter of, there's a, a Diane Serenciani, uh, Jerry Jampolsky's wife, made a, a statement I've never forgotten. I put it in the book. The longest journey you'll ever take are the 18 inches from your head to your heart. Right. Learning to live out of your heart, learning how to share from your heart, learning how to be in this world from your heart, not your head. Your head's good for doing tasks, completing things. It's not necessarily a good tool for living day to day in the in the energetic world of people, places, and things. Step number seven is, this is one of my favorite rules. It's so true. It's never not true. Whenever you point one finger out, you always have three looking back. So when you point it, when somebody points a finger at you, if you will remember, this has nothing to do with me. This is a really fast way to freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I, I had the self-worth of a grain of sand when I was growing up. And 
it's one of the things that helped me learn to have an identity is if anybody said anything toward me or about me, I would put on the brakes like a little child running in front of a car and I'd go one finger out, three fingers back, one finger out, three fingers back, mm -hmm. one finger out. So, and I wish they'd teach this to, bull to little kids that get bullied because if they could just stop and realize if they're pointing the finger at me, it's not my stuff. It's their stuff because they have three fingers going back. It's mm -hmm. not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. And get that distance so that you can not freeze up or numb up and realize it's not about me. God. Now, the person pointing the finger at you, if what they say hooks you, like number five, rule number five about reacting, if it hooks you, then you want to say, wow, thank you. You've come into my life. I'm getting hooked. I need to look at this. That's so, Number one rule is always their stuff. However, if it hooks you, the second part of this is, then it's your stuff too. Yeah, and then the third part of the one finger out is both people have something to gain from this if they're wise enough to see what dynamic is happening within each individual as this intercourse goes on, this interaction goes on mm -hmm. of the conversation. It is so, and it doesn't matter if you see it on TV and it hooks you, you can practice all over the place mm -hmm. by listening to different things that people say or internet or wherever, mm -hmm. and if it hooks you. Because ideally, you want to be so clear in your own identity that it doesn't matter what people say. Except a marginalized yeah. motive and manipulation. Motive and manipulation don't work. They never will, no matter how you want to talk yourself into believing that having a motive or manipulation, even if it's a nice one, it doesn't work. You have to come from honesty. You have to come from truth. Why do I feel I have to manipulate a situation? The reason is because... I don't believe it can come to me honestly. I don't, it, can, it can't come through being true in my communications and being upfront. So whenever there's motive manipulation, um, it's, 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 you're barking up the wrong tree. Don't do it. It's not worth, it's not worth the price you pay. Right. And you always assume other people are going to believe you're, you're up. You're always going to believe other people are manipulating and motive driven as well because of your actions. So right. if honest communication is the key to your relationships and situations. Number nine. number nine, trade guilt for gratitude. Guilt is anger. I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble for it's anger. I'm afraid to own. So instead of owning it and doing what I need to do, I park it somewhere. I label it as, Oh, I shouldn't feel that way. Or I don't, I don't deserve that, or I'm not good enough, or I'll upset them. I don't want somebody to be mad at me. Now, guilt is a good situation where if you can't tell the person or people or situation, if you can't express in those situations, at least go inside and admit how you feel. At least go inside and tell yourself the truth so that you can come to terms with it so you, you don't feel so small, so you don't feel so judged and blamed and ashamed. There's nothing wrong with the way you feel. You have a right to your feelings. You have a right to the way you see things. You have a right to your opinion. Everyone else has a right to their opinion. And that's an easy way you can deal with it as well. You have a right to the way you see the world. I have a right to the way I see the world. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to change you. And I would appreciate it if you don't try and change me. And find ways. And the book is full of all kinds of information that's very simple and helpful. Okay, number 10. Yes. Release your anger, resentment, and blame. Mm -hmm. 
Anger, resentment, and blame is a death trap. It is not worth the price you pay. My sister was murdered, and my first instinct was to not hate the person. I was not happy. I was destroyed. It, she was my like my child. She was 11 years younger than I. And I still was determined. I'd started, studied the Course in Miracles as well, which was helpful. And I was determined not to hate this person. I figured he would get whatever he had coming to him. That wasn't my responsibility. I did not want hatred to ruin my life. I did not hate, want hatred to, to destroy my opportunity to enjoy this world despite what had happened. Um, and so find ways, the book again is full of wonderful things to look at, to read, to understand, Mm -hmm. find ways to work toward forgiving your need to hate, whether or not you forgive the person, that's something you can work with individually. The key is I don't want to hate because I don't want the hatred to destroy my life as it did to this person's life and many other people. I want to be free. I want to live this way. I will feel my pain. I will be sad. There's no excuse for so many things that happen in all arenas of this life. I I can stop it from destroying who I am and ruining the quality of what I want to live in my life and find ways to share and open. And there are many groups and there's all kinds of avenues Mm -hmm. to let you have the freedom of releasing the the horrible energy that goes with that kind of a situation, any of those kind of situations where we feel hateful. Step 11, wipe out worry. Worry has been a subject that most of us constantly have chewing at us, gnawing at us, no matter what we do to release it and let it go. Statistics say that eight prove that 85% to 90% of what we think is going to happen and worry about never does. So that the surefire way to heal yourself from worrying, and I work with this all the time myself, is to learn to stay right here, right here, right here. The mind comes in. What has this got to do with right now? Right here, right here, right here. Eckhart Tolle did a wonderful book on the power of now. Right here, right here, right here. I do this all the time. I am right here. I am right here. I am right here. I am right here. And when you do that, it just, like a deflated balloon, everything dissipates. Everything disappears. And you find yourself having peace. And then the mind can't stand the fact that you have peace, so it starts coming in again. You can look at the, you can look at your mind and your mind's eye and say, who are you? Who are you? When that stuff comes in, who are you? Who are you? And because you're aware of it, you're aware of the fact that it's saying things to you that is trying to beat you up. And you don't have to listen. We choose to listen. We choose to invite it in. We choose to give it a home, let it sit on the sofa, spend the night. We don't (laughs) kick it out. You have to be willing to kick it out. How do you, you don't have to fight it. You can Mm -hmm. just say, no, thank you. And you can say, who are you? Yeah. Where'd you come from? Yeah. And I'm going to stay right here. Does it have anything to do right now? Everything's okay. This second, everything's okay right now. Number 12 is risk. Do the risk, take the risk of living. One of, <laughs> one of, of living everything that's in this book so that you can have a full, happy life, that you can be with your own self and your own company. What I do differently, I push people to risk. 
risk, risk, risk living these teachings. I had somebody ask me the other day, when are you going to write your next book? And I said, I want people to live this book. I want to see results from people living this book. It is there. It is simple. It's fun. It's funny. It's very real. And you are welcome to contact me through my website if you have questions. It's not always easy to do. It is very simple if you're willing to be committed and dedicated to your own self. What are you doing to yourself? What are you doing? Where are you not taking care of you? That's what I'm trying. Where are you not taking care of you? The ultimate question. Thanks so much for listening. To hear more interviews, prayers, and meditations, go to theglitchmovie.com, subscribe to our podcast, and subscribe. You will also receive a free Angels Are Everywhere decal when you scroll down the page and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You are cordially invited to join our tribe on Facebook at How to Connect with Angels to receive daily inspiration and connection with our angel communicators. Our lanyap to you is our free one-minute angel prayers created by these same amazing angel communicators from all over the world. It takes less than a minute to shift your entire day. Please go to myangelprayer.com for more information. Thank you. Thank you in advance for believing in our work, for leaving a nice review on iTunes, and thank you for telling your friends. Tell them... Angels are everywhere waiting to help. All you have to do is ask. Thank you.